Tantrum House Board Gaming Podcast is recorded live from Studio WKRD in Greenville, South Carolina. This podcast is brought to you by our friendly local game store, Boardwalk, purveyors of fine games. Bezier Games, the new classics. AEG, we make fun. The Game Steward, your second chance at Kickstarter games. And Game Toppers, LLC, upgrading your gaming experience. Your hosts are here to help you sort through the cardboard commotion to help you find the diamonds in the rough. So buckle up, especially if you're driving right now, because you're about to arrive at the Tantrum House. Hello, hello, and welcome to another show. Today we got Will Meadows. Sarah Meadows. Melissa Delp. Kevin Delp. And Jonah Do In the house. All right, you guys. I should say welcome back to you all. You should say welcome back to because us in the house. Will, Sarah, Jonah, and Chantel were off gallivanting out west. It's a good word, gallivanting. It, I think it accurately describes yeah, pretty what strong. we were doing. In the Gallantin Mountains. Oh, was it Gal- Whoa, wow. what? I didn't, I didn't even know. It's like you were there. That's right. We did just get back from a nice little work retreat in the snowy Island Park lands of Not board game. There, there might have been some board games. Right, that but happened. it wasn't a board game work. It was not. No. It was yeah. not board game related. It yeah. was the real jobs. Uh, but we had an opportunity to do some snowmobiling and some snow skiing. I got to ski at Big Sky, which was magical. I saw pictures. I actually got lost in the woods, legitimately. <laughs> like, wasn't sure I was going to make it back. I was pretty sure, but it was exhausting. <laughs> Took my littlest man. Uh, me and Xander did some skiing, had a great time. And uh, we got some work done, and we got some... We did get some board games in there, though. We got a couple nights of Splitto and Railroad Inc. And That one was a little tough, because when we got there, we realized the markers were all dried out. Oh, no. And we had to share two markers for six players. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. It's a much slower game when you have to take turns with the marker. Uh, we also played some... What's that video game called? Jackbox. Jackbox. It was a good time. Do you guys have a favorite Jackbox? I do. We didn't even play that one. My favorite is TKO, which is the t-shirt designing one. Cool. Uh, We ended up playing... uh, Yeah, I don't know what it's called. There's one where you like write rap lyric, like it's a rap battle. That was pretty hilarious. Um, And then... Also, Patently something. Stupid. Patently genius. Yeah. You you have a problem. You have to create an invention to fix it. And then you got to... It's like... It was kind of fitting because it was a work group. So, you know, you had to present your product to the team and everybody voted. But lots of good times for sure. We're glad to be back nice and safe and uh, ready to, man, we're ready to do some tantrum con planning is what we're ready to do. Is it like less than a month? Are a we month? ready for it or is it just we have to do it? We're ready for the planning. less than a month. It is less than a month. Okay. It's here. We, we've been doing lots of planning already. I don't know if planning you haven't been doing, but the rest of us have been working hard. Oh, yeah. I was definitely taking a nap. Melissa spent like half a day today in the event system helping people or getting events scheduled. Good job, peoples. I saw that there were lots of events. We uh, I got an e-blast put together actually while I was on the mountain uh, to send out so that people could know that the registrations were open. And, uh, and full. <laughs> and full, yep. Lots of events <laughs> already full, which is crazy. Uh, we've got a lot of... Um, special guests coming, which yeah, is cool. Great. And some important, fun, cool people are going to be joining us and teaching games and playing games and having lots of fun. So it should be really neat to be able to hang out with celebrities at our little tiny I got to get my con. sleep in now. 
Because I'm not going to get it. Don't right. tantrum con. All night long playing games. <laughs> I know. All the people that stay up super late are all coming this year. It's not so, good for me. I know. It's we, not like, good for me. I, I'm sure Bob and Derek are up for another let's start Maracaibo at 3 a.m. level gaming. And I'm maybe, sure it's happening again. Maybe Weather Machine this time. Yeah, I want to play it. There you go. I'd be up I saw that. there was a session on how to play Weather Machine on the event schedule. There you go. And I thought, can I sign up for that? Or <laughs> you could have. Am I supposed to? You should. That'd be awesome. Is there an empty something? spot? Be, yeah. All right. So what did you guys do while we were away? Did you guys get any new games to the table? What's happening at the Dope household? We did play uh, a game or part of a game called Sabika. And this is like an Arabian theme game. Yes. You're helping to build the Alhambra. Mm-hmm. It is it, uh, technically this is a rondelle game. Um, I know that technically will sometimes we we have discussions about what rondelle means. Right, this really is a rondelle because you are going taking your workers around in a circle. Technically, I know that a rondelle doesn't have to be in a circle, but you're taking different actions along a line, along a path. So, would like Takedo be a rondelle also? I'd have to look at the exact definition. Okay, well, this one is circular. Uh, you have three different types of workers. You have construction people. Um, you have like explorer type people. Merchants. Mer- thank you, Melissa. Merchants. And you have poet, poem, poet, poets. And they each have their own separate line that they can that they can go on. They actually can't go on other places. So an outer circle, middle circle, and inner circle. Inner circle. And different workers can travel around each circle. And those different spaces, the outer, the middle, and the inner, each have different types of actions that you're doing. So, like, the construction people can take, like, construction-type things, and the middle one all has to do with, like, what poet, poet, poets can do. So, yeah. What do poets do? What do poets do, Will? They write <laughs> no poems, poetry. And inscribe poetry. them on the walls of Car- the no, Alhambra. Sorry. They car- carve them. Oh, carving! Carving the. I feel like that's a different thing. There's a lot going on in this game, um, but it seemed very interesting because as you're placing them down, then eventually the next round where your where your workers are, they can start moving like you know one or they, two they steps. They stay in the same spot for mm-hmm. the next round, so now you're in a different kind of place. You in can the pay wheel. to move it like farther than you if you need to, but you want to place them in a spot so that you're moving them in a specific way that will help that will help you out. So yeah. It's kind of kind of interesting. You're lots of different ways of getting benefits. Oh, there's like different not scoring tracks, but different tracks that you're going up. Point tracks. The um, I don't even know what all the different names of them are, but yeah, you're you're collecting points for tribute that you have to pay at the end of each round. So if you don't get far enough up that track, you're going to have to pay points or money mm-hmm. to compensate for what you weren't able to pay tribute to the Catholic monarchs because I believe this is in Spain oh. but it was the Muslim section okay. of Spain so they still had to pay tribute to you know Ferdinand and Isabella or whoever was the monarchs okay that makes that more point. sense because I was like the Alhambra is is Spanish but yes okay mm-hmm. that that all and makes the, sense like yeah Arabian twist in Spain so yeah it's cool we get to play one tonight called how do we how are we pronouncing it Mario Kart 8 that's a good pronunciation. Yeah, we did great. Um, <laughs> so I was showing everybody how to play. I haven't played in a while. Uh, well, I did play one race until I had other stuff to do in, uh, on our trip. But um, oh, he had practice already. Okay. One, <laughs> one race of a Grand Prix. But um, that's not a board game. So until Sorry. they come out with Mario Kart 8 board game, we'll let you go. It probably does exist. I mean, there is a Mario Gamer Monopoly that's Ma- actually not bad. Mario Kart? 
board, yeah. the board game? Yes. So racing game? Basically, Car- yeah. You go around the board. Like Monopoly? Racing. It's a Monopoly board, but it's oh, like Mario carts. Kart. I think it is carts. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh-oh. Now yeah. I need to we get that. We had it for a long time, and I think we Got wore it out. Yeah. Yeah. Wore it out. I, I never played it, but maybe it's great. Uh, the game I was actually talking about was called Gasha. Gasha? It's not called Gasha. No, it's Gasha. Gasha. It's G-A-S-H-A. How are we saying that? Gasha. Okay. It's good. a Japanese word. And I think it's the word for uh, like those coin machines where you get cool toys out of them. So this is a game coming from 25th Century Games. It is a simple draw cards, try to achieve goals type of game. It features some fun art. And in the game, you are trying to uh, pick from different machines, basically, to pull cool prizes out of. And if you're able to get the the prizes that you really want for your goal, then you score victory points. And sometimes you can get tickets that match, and they allow you to get some bonus tokens as well. plays pretty quick. I think we're actually going to have a, is it a tournament meal at TantrumCon for this game? Probably yeah. already sold out. Already sold out. Are they, how, how are we doing? Are they like dispensing snacks out of a coin machine? Is that? Oh, that'd be cool. You're actually playing the game, I think. Oh, that sounds fun, too. <laughs> You're talking but... about like the decorations and stuff? Yeah. Okay. Talk to Katie. Tournament meals always have some kind of fun theme, so it's either like play the game while you dress up as whatever, or mm-hmm. Jonah catches Maybe tickets that are falling Gisha in slow motion. playing Gasha. Ooh, the Gasha Gasha. <laughs> so, so one thing that I think was kind of cool and thematic about this game is the back of the cards will show several icons on them. So you know, oh, I'm going to get one of those two or three icons, but kind of like those machines where you can see all the things in the bubbles, you don't know exactly which one is going to pop out of the machine. So it's like, oh, I really need the cat. There's a cat on the back of this one. No, as well I got as the a radish. Sushi and a robot. Yeah. Oh, I got the radish instead. It wasn't the cat. <laughs> yep, it was fun. It was a really neat one, and the art is super cute. So that should be a fun turn of meal. Anything else that's on the table? Are we gonna? We haven't really announced what our topic is for this episode. Go for it. Well, in this show, be ready. We're gonna talk about things I don't even know because I'm anticipating them. <laughs> I think this is our 2023 anticipated games episode where we're gonna talk about some of the games that we've either had an opportunity to play as prototypes or we've had maybe some sneak peeks or maybe that we're just interested in giving it uh, a whirl. And so stay tuned because we are going to be jumping into that in just a minute. But before we do that, why don't we jump into a house guest segment? We're going to invite some folks from Fable Games into the house. Let's say hello. Hey, Nick and RG, welcome to the house. Hello. Hello. All right, so we have you guys on talking about a company called Fabled Games. But before we jump into that, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Nick? Yeah, so we're basically, me and RG, we are the designers of uh, Darkest Dungeon, the board game from Mythic Games. So with RG, we met even before that when I was working on a small uh, board game publisher from Greece. And yeah, actually, Back of Beyond is a game that we had the basic idea and, you know, the the draft, let's say, of the game, even before we started working on Darkest Dungeon. So it was a game like we, we, cre- we designed the two of us. It was like a passion project. So yeah, it 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 fits. I I think it fits the the theme that you know now uh, we are trying with Fable Games to make our own indie publishing studio. Let's say yeah. 
Yeah, so uh, I'm a designer too for Darkest Dungeon, the board game. Uh, we both worked at Mythic Games on Darkest Dungeon and some other projects, uh, Solomon Kane and uh, Super Fantasy Bro. And uh, now we're trying uh, this. Uh, uh, basically, uh, Nick and uh, Helena, his wife, are uh, making uh, Fable Games, a new indie company. So we are starting. We're publishing this uh, pirate team game, uh, Back of the End, as uh, the first title. And as Nick said, this was a game that we did some time ago. Uh, we had a draft, we had a design, and uh, we worked a bit on it. We, you know, finalized it, and now we're ready to uh, kickstart it. Okay. So you guys were working together and said, let's start a company together <laughs> with some extra help. <laughs> And uh, what? Where did the uh, so the name of the company is called Fabled Games? Tell us a little bit of the history of like, did you guys just come up with it on the spot, or is this something that took you a little bit of time before you decided this is the name of our company? So basically, it was. It, it, it's not. You know, I, I don't have any grand story behind that. It's. It's basically us. People, most of us, we like. We tend to like. You know, the fantasy theme and, uh, you know, fairy tales and fable a lot. So we thought that because we believe that most of our games will, you know, will revolve around that theme vaguely. Uh, yeah, we, we were thinking about a game like uh, a name, sorry, a name like that. So, yeah, we came out with fabled games as a name. That actually, I think it has two meanings. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm not, you know, I'm not a native speaker, but I think <laughs> fabled has two meanings. It's it's both, you know, the fairy tale aspect. It's also something that is well known. I think so. Yeah, it it sounded like a cool idea, and I say, yeah, let's go for it. Cool, cool. So, anything you want to add to that, RG? Uh, well. Truth is, I don't have much to add. As this was uh, a decision between uh, Nick and Helena, so uh, you know, <laughs> it, it was you know their their company. Uh, I'm uh, contributing as a designer as an, and a developer uh, to the company, but uh, the naming and you know the, everything else is uh, you know their idea actually. Cool, cool. So Fable Games is coming out with their first sort of game. And this is a passion project. It sounds like this is something that you guys have been working on for a while and um, have put a lot of love and uh, yeah. time into it. So uh, tell us the name of the game and just give us a brief overview of what this game is about. So the name of the game is Baco Beyond. So That's really it's... easy to say. Okay, that's good. <laughs> uh... with, with the subtitle Tales of Blood and Salt. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. So, yeah, so good job to the marketing team. <laughs> uh, so, basically, it's a pirate game. Uh, basically, the core idea of the game came up when I was watching a series called uh, Black Sails. And so, basically, wh while I was watching this series, it was the first time that I thought I have a very good understanding and, you know, view of the whole aspect of the pirate life. 
and it uh, felt really fascinating to me. And this is this is how the initial idea of you know uh, of of me wanting to make a pirate game was born. And then of course I talked with RG and everything else. You know, it's it's typical board game design development. Yeah, it, it's yeah. fun because the timing was uh, was right. So. And uh, Nick was watching uh, Black Sails. And okay. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I was not aware he was doing this. And I was playing uh, a video game on the computer, which was uh, pirate-themed. And, uh, you know, at the same time, uh, we were in the same mindset, you know. And at some point, he uh, he tells me, you know what? You want to make a pirate game? And I was like, yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I'm into pirates uh, this period, so yeah, why uh, why not? Yeah, then yeah. we then we just uh, you know uh, met and uh, brainstormed ideas. Uh, we knew it, we wanted to make um, a Euro style game, uh, not uh, you know not necessarily worker placement, but a Euro style game. So when you have you know you you put stuff, you take actions. And all that, but we also wanted, you know, to have a strong theme uh, to be present in the game. So, uh, being uh, a pirate captain uh, walking around the the pirate haven and do stuff, uh, gathering crew, picking which crew you think works best, and then go for uh, go capturing, you know, merchant ships uh, and all that. And of course, uh, yeah, we like Eurostar games, but we also like dice. So we <laughs> yeah yeah incorporated some uh, dice rolling uh, along. Yeah, yeah. I was looking. I was looking online at this uh, game, and um, it really draw, draw, draws the person in with uh, the theme, the pirate theme, and then uh, the art as well um, is really uh, really evocative of the of this theme. Tell me a little bit more about, did you guys find an illustrator that you really liked or tell me a little bit about the background of that? So basically, uh, Jamie is someone that we have also kind of worked in the past. So he made some illustration from a publisher that I was working on. Not on a game that I was working on though. (laughs) So This is why I say I kind of uh, have already worked with him. So yeah, uh, actually, Elena suggested suggested to me that uh, I might uh, want to check out his work, and like RG, it, it was the same with Jamie from our very first call. Uh, it was like you know we were in the exact same page. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it at at least until now it feels like that this game was meant to be <laughs> from all aspects. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Jamie uh, Jamie Noble also also made art for a game that uh, I made some time ago, but it was never published, unfortunately. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it, it's okay. Uh, at least you know uh, I had an idea of you know the the capacity of the artist, so that was, yeah. and you know, and uh, now I met him online at least. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, uh, I think his art is really you know evocative. It's it captures, yeah. and and he was also excited to do uh, this type of thing. So we we had a we had a chat online, and he was like you know excited to make uh, yeah. pirate stuff. 
So this game is for how many players? Two to four players? Yes. Yeah. And, and we, we will also planning to, to have an expansion that adds the option for the fifth player. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's that's great. Um, and like any Euro game, maybe about 90 minutes on average for a game? Uh, yeah, around that. It depends around. on the number of players, of course, but sure. it's around that. Yeah, yeah. And 90 to 120, something like that. But usually, and, no, usually not more. And the point of the game is you're a pirate and you're sort of gathering your crew, building your ship up, taking actions on the main game board to mm-hmm. do piratey things. Yeah. yeah so, so you basically you try to plunder uh, trading ships, mm-hmm. and as you play, you you know you get new crew, you upgrade your ship. So there is that element that you know most Euro games don't have to you know to uh, differentiate yourself from other players. So your your uh, combo of captain, crew, and ship will play different from what other players are doing on the on the table. So this is something that we want from the beginning when we start designing the game. And basically you play a certain amount of rounds so that it's like, let's say, you play through the pirate era. Mm-hmm. And when the game ends, you try to be the, the pirate captain that, you know, <laughs> is the most infamous and stays throughout history as the most infamous captain. Sounds very thematic. So the plan is to take this to Kickstarter. Um, do you have a, like, uh, like, is that like February, March, April, or still sort of later? You're not really sure yet. No, it's, we don't have, uh, you know, a definite uh, day yet. Okay. But I can tell that it's coming very soon. Okay. Well, uh, listeners, those that are listening, you can uh, look out for more information from Fable Games about Back of Beyond. And um, yeah, so we'll we'll give out more information as we hear uh, more firm dates for you all. And uh, yeah, thank you, Nick and RG, for being on the show. And we uh, wish you good luck on this game and this new endeavor in the uh, starting this company. Hope it goes well. (laughs) Thank, thank you. you very much. And thank you for having us. Bye. Bye. It was great chatting with them. Uh, new company, Fabled Games. Uh, interesting uh, that they are bringing a new game coming soon to Kickstarter. We don't know exactly when, but a uh, pirate-themed game. Uh, definitely interested, and we'll get more information to you as we find that out. Are we ready to jump into our Kickstarter conniption? Let's do it. Kickstarter conniption. This episode, we'll be talking about five games coming to a crowdfunding platform uh, during the month of January 2023. Melissa, start us off. Well, on January 31st, Renegade Game Studios is bringing the search for lost species to Kickstarter. Now, this is a follow-up game to the search for Planet X It's by the same designers and uses a lot of the same core mechanics. This is a logic deduction game where you are going to be, in this version, exploring a island. There's different terrain, and you're going to take actions that will hopefully give you information about the different animals that are contained on 
the different pieces of terrain. There is a lost species that you're trying to find, and then several other species that you have logic rules for. And it may be something like they are always found in a certain shape, or they will never be, the toads will never be next to the pythons, or something like that. So you're using the different logic rules and information that you find out during the game to piece together where the different things are and you'll get points for making correct deductions and obviously you'll get a lot of points if you can find the lost species. If you're familiar with the search for planet X, some of the differences with this one is that you actually have a meeples that you're moving across the board so there's more of a spatial element. Ah, That's kind of a pun, the space game. Anyway, the the (laughs) island game has more of a spatial element than the space version. Mm -hmm. Um, But you're actually moving your meeple around the spaces, asking questions to an app. This is an app-assisted game. It's a required piece of the game because that's where all of the logic deduction is held within the app and to give you the clues that you need to make your deductions All of these species are real animals, and it's based kind of in the Asian Pacific Islands. So it was uh, a really interesting game. Kevin and I have gotten a chance to play it. What did you think about it, Kevin? I was going to say one of the things I liked, I like both games. Um, The one interesting thing about this one was um, some of the extra like bonuses or like one-time bonuses or sort of, or, or, or game bonuses through that will help you throughout the game. I thought that was um, interesting. Right. There are cards in this mm -hmm. game and you can go to a specific spot on the board and take a town action. It'll give you some information, but then you can also get a bonus card. It'll either be end game points or one time use or an ongoing benefit Mm -hmm. that you can use throughout the game. That was cool. So, um, yeah. And I think the theme might may appeal to um, more people, possibly uh, animals. Animals as opposed to like asteroids and comets and planets and things like that. So that is the the search for lost species coming to Kickstarter from Renegade Game Studios. Kevin. I'm talking about a game called Once Upon a Line coming from Lucky Duck Games. This might already be on crowdfunding, so you can check that out. This is a narrative-based game, actually a cooperative campaign game where you are playing different chapters of the game. You can play this solo or you can bring some friends along and play it. This game has a unique mechanic in the game. You're actually scratching off the spots on the main sort of game board called the Grid of Destiny. And you are uh, scratched sort of like a lottery ticket. Um, and you're scratching these spaces off and it's revealing things underneath. What you're trying to do is reveal... Uh, letters and letters to become words and those words then will link you to different cards that you can then um, match up and it will progress through the story so if like one of the words is like um you know colony or something like that you're going to then find that card and you're going to look and it's going to say oh you found a colony of ants or something like that and you're and it's going to give you more story give you more words to look for more words to look for more things to cross off maybe find more people you're going to find items so maybe a little bit of an rpg sort of feel to it as you are going throughout the story um there's some challenges um i think one of the key parts in this game is what they um sort of riddles that you have to sort of figure out um i don't know what you thought about that part of the would that take you out of the story mostly or was that interesting um, so kevin and i have played a tutorial and the prologue mm-hmm. of the game it is a 
kind of campaign where it progresses. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the the riddles themselves were interesting, but there wasn't really a game reason for there to be a riddle it's not like oh you have now come across a guardian and to pass you need to complete a riddle it's like oh there's this hornet about to attack you there's a riddle complete the (laughs) the riddle so the the theme is all kind of like nature Mm -hmm. so the so the theme actually is a futuristic um the human population has been decimated allowing room for the insect population to grow gigantic so the name of like the first sort of campaign is called the butterfly's breath and you are sort of um going throughout the game with these huge gigantic um insects like you can ride them yeah you can ride them and and um, have fun uh with that or they can attack you uh there's also in the game as you're uncovering these words words of power now they're not going to find cards that correspond to those uh words those words actually will help you level up your character um and what you're doing is you're taking the word and you have different stats on different words that are stats on your character and you're crossing off letters that give you maybe a new tile or things to help you cross off more things on the grid of destiny. So, yeah. Right. Um, I don't know that you mentioned to actually cross off or to scratch on the grid. Mm-hmm. You have tiles that you have to place and they're in certain shapes like lines or maybe it's three in a row. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to get more of those tiles or different configurations of those tiles so you can actually scratch off in different ways. Yep. So that is Once Upon a Line coming from Lucky Duck Games. Jonah. Yeah, so coming to Kickstarter on January 31st is the game Alinthia, and this is by uh, Explodey Games is the name of the company. Uh, it looks like, according to their site, it's either their first or second game that they put out. It might be the first and they're working on the second or something like that. But uh, we've actually got a video up on our channel um, uh, kind of previewing this game if you're interested in want to see some of it and take a look at what's going on. But basically, uh, the game is unique because you can play solo, you can play competitive or cooperative, and depending on what game mode you're playing depends on obviously your objective. But what's happening is they're like these dragons that have taken over this uh, town or place called Olynthia, and you're looking to either defeat the dragon hordes and flocks, or you're looking to defeat the other players that uh so you can be ruler of Olynthia just depending on what game mode you're playing and it's uh pretty unique there's dragon dice that you roll the dragons are going to come out and kind of spread they get into your area you've got to fight them you've also got some villages that you can place and resources that you can collect off of it uh the cool part about this game in my opinion is that the it it looks really really good in the box it's got like 3d printed uh, and again, we've got a prototype version, so I'm not exactly sure if they're going to use plastic or what they're going to use, but all of the pieces fit super nicely. Uh, there's like 80 or so like custom meeples. The dragons that you use are really custom and, and cool looking uh, and shiny. And so it makes you, uh, it's just got a good table presence. It makes you want to play it because it looks so good. Uh, coming out of the box and and being on your table. So uh, that is coming to Kickstarter January 31st. Like I mentioned, we've got a video up on our channel if you want to go look at that and see what it looks like. Uh, That is Olympia from Explodey Games. Will, what game do you have? I'm looking at Hollywood 1947 from Facade Games. This is a one-to-nine-player social deduction game. Uh, I think we have a video of this on our channel as well. And in the game, you are... 
in Hollywood in 1947, and you are either a patriot, you're a secret communist trying to sneak messaging into movies, or you are a rising star. Nobody knows who anybody else is in the game, but you will have a hand of cards that will allow you to influence um, the way that these movies are being made. And there's some pretty neat stuff going on in this one. It's got similar mechanics to any of the other social deduction games you played where you have you know, your secret identities to start off with. And then in this game, instead of player powers that are dealt to you that you're kind of stuck with the whole game, you actually have different jobs that you can do in the game. So you might be the director or an actor or the gaffer or the screenwriter. And those can kind of change throughout the course of the game. People can kind of shuffle through, not shuffle through, but there are powers that give you the ability to kind of switch roles. And they might, and each of those roles allows you to do something different. So you might be able to add additional influence or steal somebody else's role or do some different things like that in the game. And basically you're going to be <clears throat> picking who's working together on these movies. You're going to be playing your cards to influence, you know, the direction of the movie. And then one of the, one of the things that I appreciated about the game was that each round of the game has a movie poster. That's the movie you're making for the round. And the movie itself has like a leaning at the beginning. So it might already be a little, maybe it has a little communism in it already. I don't know. Or it's a patriotic movie. And so then you're adding to that total pool of uh, influence to be able to see, um, like in a lot of games, you'll put all the cards in the pile, you'll pull out one or two or add one or two, and then you'll reveal them and you'll find out, uh, did we make a, Patriot movie or a communist movie. And then as you, um, you like publish the movie, I guess, I don't know, you put a color sleeve over top of it basically to show was it blue? Was it red? Was it yellow? And then if you are able to sway one direction or the other in the course of, I think five ish rounds, then you win or lose depending on what your role was at the beginning. I think it's the first team to get a certain number, like majority. So three, three yeah. out of five or something mm-hmm. like that. Yep. Uh, yeah, it was an entertaining one. The art for the game is a lot of fun. You can check it out on our channel if you want to see what it looks like in action. That is Hollywood 1947 from Facade Games. Check that one out. Sarah, you got one? Coming to Game Found on January 31st is Andromeda's Edge, and this is from designer Luke Laurie, and it's being published by Cardboard Alchemy and Lucky Duck Games. And this is a worker placement game. You have a starship, you have a tableau in front of you where you can uh, have upgrades and stuff, and then you will be eventually building a civilization. Um... The, there will be possible battles you can encounter with other players. Um, it says it has a simple dice mechanic that's fun to um, have those, um, see who wins each of those. Um, and then there's different ways you can deal with mitigating losses in battle. Um, but basically you are trying to build up your tableau in front of you that's your engine and trying to um, eventually build out your civilization and there's lots of different tracks and um, things you'll be triggering that will then finally end the game. Uh, So it's got a decent size board that's got a hex map that you'll be moving around and and using the spaces to push your workers to take actions. So that is Andromeda's Edge coming from Cardboard Alchemy and Lucky Duck Games. Awesome. Are we ready to jump into our segment for this evening about yes. our most anticipated games of 2023 yes yes i asked chat gpt to write a funny script about my most anticipated board games of 2023 oh i can't wait i can't wait what do you did we, it list games i can't wait it's, it did make up a game 
that yeah, sounded made pretty, up a game. Pretty yeah, good. Right, even better. Setting: the International Game Store. We <laughs> okay. see a group of friends: Jim, Mike, Karen, and Liz, browsing through the shelves of the store. Jim, guys, have you heard about the new board games coming out in 2023? Mike, yeah, I've heard some rumors, but I, I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> okay, Jim. Karen, oh come on, Mike, you oh, know Karen. you're just as excited as we are. Liz, yeah, you're just trying to play it cool. Mike, defeated. Okay, okay, I'm excited, but I don't want to get my hopes up too much. Jim, pulling out a list. Well, let me show you. I think you should have just replaced these names at the beginning, because we know that Jim is actually Kevin. Right, right. right. <laughs> we have to show you what we have. Let me show you what we have to look forward to. First up, we have the quest for the ultimate sandwich. <laughs> the ultimate sandwich. In this game, this players. Is a great game. In this game, players compete to create the perfect sandwich using various ingredients and toppings. Mike, impressed. That impressed. sounds delicious. I mean, the little parentheses. Right, right. That sounds delicious. Gasp. Karen, giggling. A little bit ridiculous. Liz, laughing. I can't wait to play that one. Next, Jim says, we have Escape the In-Laws. I think you should try to put our names. This is good. Because Katie giggling about right. Yes. <laughs> is right on. Next, we have Escape the In-Laws. Players must navigate through various obstacles and challenges to avoid spending time with their in-laws. Will, laughing. Right. That one's a little <laughs> bit close to home. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Katie. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa, We've me too. <laughs> Will, or Kevin. And last but not least, we have... The Great Toilet Paper Heist. I think we reviewed this oh, one. <laughs> Players must strategize and plan to steal as much toilet paper as possible before the store runs out. Will, that's a game? It was Katie, in 2020. apparently so. <laughs> I guess we'll have to stock up on toilet paper before we play. The group continues to laugh and talk excitedly about the upcoming board games as the camera fades to black. Man, the we won't end. even have a job soon. There's just going to be <laughs> AI-generated podcasts. So, so next time we need to do like a... Assign parts, and we'll do a whole like, audio I mean, I drama. Can, totally of, could do it. Yeah. <laughs> I was say, it doesn't even need us, though. We could just plug a voice in, and we could be listening to Siri Irish voice. I just literally, I didn't know what I was going to say. I was like, write a funny script about board games coming in 2023. There it is. Came Nailed up it. with three good ones. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, um, Melissa, do you actually have a, a real game? I, I, I do. Melissa giggles um, and says. <laughs> so from, I don't know if it was last year, Anyway, My City, the tile-laying game from mm -hmm. Reiner Knizia. Oh, I think. There is a roll-and-write yes, adaptation coming. Not in English at Essen. The English Island? version is coming this year, potentially April-ish, fingers crossed. Hey. So My cool. City, roll-and-build, English edition, Sweet. is coming hopefully this year. You guys saw it in German over in Essen? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we we okay. spent a lot of time at that con. We asked but, a lot but of But there booths. was like not even English rules anywhere. Oh, that's right. We, yeah, we like, almost bought the German one and then we're like this is a lot to translate. Yeah. And I've done that in the past with If it was something simple then maybe, but like llama or something like that. Yeah, sure. But llama llama would speaking be Speaking of my city since we're bringing it up. Yeah. Um, Did you actually I, finish? Yeah, I finished when you had given me one, but oh. then we got another one over Christmas break oh. to play with my sisters and I beat Chantel and I'm nice. so happy. <laughs> <laughs> by one point. Woo, the whole campaign? Mhm, mm by wow. one point. Boasted Jonah and then Chantel said. Uh -huh. <laughs> and then I said, "You need to call me the best um Tetris player in the house." And she wouldn't. <laughs> and she wouldn't. <laughs> Have you guys seen My Island? From Cosmos, which is, I think, in the same world. Oh, that's the new one coming out. Yeah. Oh, it's the next oh, yeah, iteration yeah, yeah. of My City? Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Heard My about Island. That. Yeah. 
I'm excited about that. Is that, that one actually. of yours, Will? Sure, it is. I haven't actually played my city. I've, okay. I well, then you can't have it. For I'll six take months. my island. Okay, okay. Joe's got it. You, you can claim that one. Okay. Uh, also from Cosmos, two to four player. It's a legacy dice. You know, it's like the next version of it. So it looks pretty interesting. I assume if the other one is as good as everybody says it is, then it's probably worth cool. being anticipated. Reiner Canincy is the designer of my island. Yeah. And of my yeah. I'm so excited. Sarah, do you have one? Uh, the new Castles of Burgundy special edition. Oh, yeah. That Looking forward is, to that. Do you remember who put that? Is that? Uh, Awaken Realms. Oh. So they'll probably do pretty good Aaliyah with that. Mm-hmm. Ravensburger. Yeah. So it was on crowdfunding mm-hmm. last year or yep. the year before? No, I think it was last year. Yeah, I think it was last Time year. Time all. That one Wibbly is, uh, uh-huh. yeah. Timey-wimey. I'm... Cat, I we almost played Castles of Burgundy the card game when we were in Idaho, and it was like we didn't really have a good space, mm-hmm. good table for it, so didn't didn't get that one to the table. But I am looking forward to seeing this one because Castles of Burgundy is one of my favorites. Cool. Kowal um, is a game coming from uh, Gigamic and Hachette. Q A W A L E. It's on my house. You have this game? Yeah. Where'd you get it? Magical. Uh, um, Essen. Essen. Yeah. I'd like to find I, this game. Oh, I'll bring it for you. Okay. No problem. It's not my most anticipated game of 2023, and Joe's like, I've had it since 2022. Yeah. I've, yeah. We've, <laughs> I've played it a good amount of times. This is like Quarto in that it's like an abstract t- type game, mm-hmm. and you are um, a simple mechanics. One but, of my favorite parts of that game is when we played it, it's like, I'm not even going to tell you the rules. You'll figure it out. Okay. And it's, it's like... Mancala, like... Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's good, though. I've seen, like... I I've, lost because I didn't understand... Because no one told me the rules. They were like, you'll figure it out. And then I didn't remember how to win. And then we'll beat the me. black stone one or whatever it was? The, bl- yeah. the, the light stones and the dark stones? Yeah, yeah. They look like really, like, shiny stones, but I think they're wooden, right? Mm-hmm. They are. Okay. They're, like, wooden stones. Yeah, but they're, like, heavy... I mean, they're, like, pretty good quality. They feel heavy duty. No, they're good. It's a good done. game. Uh, it's just like the other one that they have from that same company with the same type of box cover. Mm-hmm. I don't remember Gigamic. what that Gigamic guess, is that yeah. was called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one. That one's they have their harder than it looks. Yeah, oh, okay. well, it's just hard. Like you got to pay attention. <laughs> gotcha. You're gonna lose that game if you don't. Plus, <laughs> well, yeah. in their Q line, mm-hmm. you know, they have all these different games mm-hmm. that start with the letter Q. Cool. I'll, I'll bring it for you. It doesn't have to be anticipated for very long. <sighs> Thanks, Jonah. You're welcome. Okay. I'll list one for Larry. I'm sure he's anticipating the Ark Nova Aquarius. Dun, dun, dun. Or or no? No, it's probably an expansion. It's with the water animals, right? Yep. That's yeah. cool. Yep. Water animals, new enclosures, new action cards for Ark Nova. So I think it's just an expansion. It's not a standalone okay. game, but it looks looks pretty pretty. Okay. Actually, along that same line with animals, I actually liked Earth. Right. Uh, that was it, that'll be coming out later this year. Mm-hmm. From inside up games. Yep. Yeah. That was a good one. I really want to play Oros from Lucky Duck. Do yeah, we, yeah we, can, we can play that with you. We have that at our oh, house. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we don't have it. No. <laughs> I really want to play it. It looked good. It it just yeah. it was vibrant. The colors were really cool when we kind of saw a preview of it. Box cover is really vibrant. I, it just looked like something that I should play. One of my favorite playthroughs of this year, we played a preview or a prototype of it was Skyrise from Rocks League. Super cool game. Oh, that was on my most anticipated as well. It's I definitely agree. you played it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was gorgeous. I mean, I, I assume the prototype we were playing with was probably like pre-production or whatever quality because it was good quality. It mm-hmm. didn't seem three D printed. Um, really cool strategic game. Super gorgeous on the table. Really neat variations on what kind of things you're trying to get next to and close mm-hmm. to each round. The and area stuff, majority so. stuff. It's um, it's actually probably my number one 
like crowdfunding game from last year that's coming out this year. Definitely. It was, yeah, it's definitely top. I don't know what my number one would be, but it was that one was very cool. And so you should just ask ChatGPT and see what it says. <laughs> Which one was my favorite? I should. <laughs> Maybe you could finish off my top ten list for me. Melissa? Um a game that should be available within an, a few weeks, if not already, is Hickory Dickory. Oh, it's on my list. From Plaid Hat Games. And it it's just really beautiful with this clock theme and the animals mm-hmm. on the clock. Kevin probably knows a little bit more about it because it was in his video of mm-hmm. most anticipated games. Yep. yep. So uh, this, yeah, Plot Hat does a really good job usually with their production. And they have a lot of games with the anthropomorphic animals, you know, with all their other. Oh, like. Um, stuff, stuff Fables is one of them. They've had. Right. And the, the ones with all the mice. Mm-hmm. Mice and Mystics. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this one is, yeah. So the mice in Hickory Dickory are, or animals, I don't know if they're all mice, but they're actually like being placed. It's a worker placement type of game being placed on the clock hands of the clock that's moving around and like where they go makes certain things happen. So yeah, definitely the mechanic sounds really interesting to me. So we'll see if how heavy of a game it is. I'm okay with the medium light, medium weight strategy game, but yeah. Uh, Jonah, you probably have one that I know is on your top 10. I, well, the one that I'm looking at currently is what the white castle. Oh, that's from Devere games. Yeah. Um, one of the reasons is cause I really like Devere games and they have a, a different one that's been out for a few years. I thought you were called cause you really like white castle. No, I don't. I don't actually like White Castle. It's, <laughs> I want to play the game The White Castle because I really like Devere games and they have a different one from a few years ago called Batoku that I really wanted to play <laughs> that I st- is also still on my anticipated list for 2023 <laughs> because I can't get it played. Oh, I think that might actually be in our studio, again, our background shot. Mm-hmm. Coming over the house. Just, just flaunting it over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited for uh, the White Castle. I don't know too much about it, um, but I'm uh, interested because it looks good. And it's about, like, becoming the most influential clan in, like, Japanese mm-hmm. culture or something. And to me, that seems fun. Yeah. I want to do it. Cool. Sarah has one. I do. Sagrada Artisans. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> We've already started this because we have the prototype. It's a good game. It's very good. Mm-hmm. If you did not back it, you need to figure out how to get it somehow. Late pledge good. or whatever, right? Yeah, it's very good. It's, it's a very, campaign. Very good. It's a campaign. Yeah, but they have it. stuff hidden in the in the top box cover that we haven't gotten to yet. Spoiler! <laughs> it's not a spoiler. It's it's hidden. hidden. Don't open it. If you back the game and you get the box cover, don't open it until you're supposed to. Oh right, right. Yeah, it's pretty slick. It's the type of game where some campaign games feel too. I don't know, like they introduce stuff and I feel like I'm not even playing the same game by the end of this game that I was at the beginning of this game. Mm-hmm. This one stays true to the mechanics of putting your dice into your window, but it introduces a lot of new fun things that I was like each round. I was like, oh, cool. I'm not actually learning any new rules. I'm just doing new different things. And it's as well, fun it every time. pushes you like mm-hmm. mentally on how to get how to get it to work together with what you're given. Like I, the, I, I guess I'm not going to spoil it because I don't think they showed any of the windows, but they are all unique windows. You, keyword unique. Unique. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't remember who's winning. We're at least three or four, 
episodes in can't be you. <laughs> <laughs> One of the ladies is winning, but I hopefully I'm not far. Felt behind. like it was Chantel and I were like neck and neck, but I don't remember. Yeah, if, yeah. Okay. I think I have. <laughs> I think I have gotten second place on all four games. That probably means she's winning. I think we were going back and forth. That's how these campaigns work. I don't know what happened. Uh, one of the other games that I'm anticipating is called First in Flight from, I guess it's technically Artana, Genius Games. Uh, we got to play a prototype of it. I think it's been like two years ago now, and they've been working on it and refining it. And the first time I played it, I thought it was very interesting. You are trying to fly a plane, and you're going to crash it multiple times, and you're going to get a little further every time you fly it, and you'll have uh, opportunities to get new gear and new scientists or whatever working on it with you i don't they're not scientists but inventors famous people yeah and uh it's it's a really neat is it a rondell yay it's a rondell uh game and it's uh it's just really elegant and gorgeous and i'm looking forward to them actually finally publishing it um yeah first in flight pretty cool stuff i'm excited for an expansion to the adventures of robin hood this is a cooperative game where the board is kind of like several puzzle pieces and then there are sections where you flip certain things and there are things underneath or you flip it and a guard is active, you flip it the other way and now the guard isn't there. So the board changes throughout the game based on which sections are face up or face down. Well, there is, and it's a campaign with a story aspect to it so as you go through the campaign um things are happening but this is the uh friar tuck in danger expansion this is from cosmos hopefully it's on the way adventures of robin hood fingers crossed hopefully we're getting a review copy books of time jonah was on your list uh books of time looked really cool to me uh, so it's a book building game, which I hadn't seen before. You have basically, and, and we, I saw a prototype version, so they might switch it up, but basically you mm-hmm. have like a mini three ring binder and each page in the binder, like you have to buy them or they're available. Yeah, I don't know how yeah, you get you're, them. You're but dra- or I don't know if you're drafting. I don't know how you're acquiring, bidding, mm-hmm. you, you're acquiring pages mm-hmm. and you have like a big thing that you can do on the front page. And when you flip the page, the back of the page has like one ability that you're trying to like match with the next page. And it just looked good. And I thought book building is cool. We see a group of friends. Oh, you have something, Sarah? What do I, these group of friends do? Yeah, go ahead, Kevin. <laughs> Will, Jonah, Sarah, Melissa, and Kevin sitting around a large coffee table. They're discussing their most anticipated board games of 2023. What? Will, excitedly. <laughs> Nailed it. All right, guys. <laughs> this is literally what it says. All right, guys. I've been keeping tags, tabs on the latest board game releases, and I think 2023 is going to be a great year. Jonah, nodding. I've heard some buzz about some excited, <laughs> see it, but it's happening. Exciting mm-hmm. new games coming out. What have you heard, Sarah? Leaning forward. Yep, like I am right like now. Right now, I've been keeping an eye on a game called The Great Expedition. It's a Sounds cooperative right. game where nope. players work together to explore the new lands and discover new resources. Melissa, impressed. That sounds. I am like so fun. impressed. Kevin joining in. I've heard a lot of good things about one too. I've been keeping an eye on the City Builder. It's a game <laughs> where players compete to create the most successful and prosperous city. I feel like you've already played this game, Kevin. Right. Jonah, I think I'm most excited about The Time Traveler. Yep. It's a game <laughs> where players must navigate through different time periods and make decisions that will affect the outcome of the game. And uh, yeah, it keeps going on and on. So it's hilarious. Right on. I, 
I'm just impressed that I literally write one sentence, put the people's names in, and it, it just spits it out. Spits it out. Kevin's the mind world, is blown. The world's about to become a crazy place. <laughs> yeah. Okay, a couple more. One of the I'm ones. Gonna, I'm going to jump in and just say likes. Point City. She's leaning forward, actually. She is. She is. <laughs> oh, Point City likes Point Salad. Point Salad, but yeah. Point City. That's just cool. seems like it's going to be a fun little filler. Cool. Will? Uh, I, I don't know when I mentioned this. I feel like I've mentioned this game before, but it's called Bonsai from DV Gauchi, whatever their name is. So I don't even know if it's oh, in the Gucci? US. Oh, DV Gauchi? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I'm a sucker for bonsai trees. <laughs> it's a tile placement game where you are building what honestly looks kind of like an ugly. I'm a little disappointed in the actual bonsai tree that you're building because it's like a hex-based bonsai tree. Uh, and you're trying to put like cherry blossoms on it, which in theory is cool. The hexes look like, it looks like a, uh, what do our kids play? Minecraft uh, bonsai tree, which is less elegant than it should be. However, the card art and the board art look fantastic. And I, I've always wanted a bonsai tree. So if you want to show up at Tantrum Con, bring me a bonsai tree. You can be my best friend. <laughs> Sorry, it won't be me because I know I'll kill it. You don't have to take care of it. I'll take care of my bonsai tree. <laughs> All right, final ones. Anybody else? What you got? It looks like there's a game called Mercurial, which has a really cool box cover. I don't know anything about it. The Witcher. They're bringing a board game to the U.S. Uh, Asmodee is bringing one that looks pretty cool. Oh, we didn't talk about Unconscious Mind. Not yet. I would love that's anticipated for me because we have it and people won't play it with me. So it's still anticipated even though it's here. I feel highly confident I offered. No way. (laughs) No way. All I heard for like three weeks, Unconscious Mind is so cool. It looks so good. We have to play it. It's going to be great. And then you didn't play it with me. I played it a lot of times. Yeah, you didn't play it with me. (laughs) Kevin and I played one round. Mm Mm-hmm. It sounded good. Is it good? I mean, Will and and Sarah. Was the one round? The one round was good. Was it? Yeah. There's a lot going on to even try to grasp in one round. Well, Sarah, I think, had set it up so we were sort of in the middle of a game. So I I thought that was very helpful. It was like further in, yeah. It was really, I was like, oh, they can do all these cool things. So, yeah. It's going to be going. Sounds like it. Yep. Write a podcast episode closing out the episode about our most anticipated board games in 2023. We hear the sound of a microphone being turned off. (laughs) How do you hear it turned off? I don't know. (laughs) And that's a wrap for today's episode, folks. We hope you enjoyed our discussion about the most anticipated board games of 2023. We had a great time sharing our thoughts, and we can't wait to see what the year has in store for us. There are so many exciting games coming out, and it's hard to pick up Pick just a few favorites, but we hope that our list of top picks will give you a good starting point. Don't forget, we'll be sure to keep you updated on any new releases or updates throughout the year. So be sure to tune in next time for more board game news and reviews. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. And hopefully at TantrumCon. Go check it out.com. Bye. 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 It didn't say bye at the end. I don't know. Actually, it said the sound of a microphone being Thanks turned for off. Listening to the House Board Game Podcast. If you liked any part of this at all, find and follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and tantrumhouse.com. Like us, share us, email us, call us, or send us a postcard to Tantrum House, 306 Berry Drive. That's B A R R Y, Greer, South Carolina. 29650.